Welcome to The Vine, a plant media project podcast with your hosts, Elizabeth Sheldon and Gina Vensel. The Vine is an insightful look into the world of plant medicine, exploring the changing landscape around cannabis and psychedelics, and ending the stigma through educational discussions. The Vine podcast does not offer medical advice nor condone any use of illegal substances. Consult your physician or therapist before making changes to your wellness plan and before trying alternative healing medicines. Today, we welcome Rebecca Zaccard Gibson, sports host and former corporate sales director based out of Los Angeles, then moved across the country with her husband, Steve, to the family farm where he grew up in in Pennsylvania to create Penn's Choice, a fully integrated seed-to-sale business where they process, grow, and handcraft hemp products specializing in craft CBD and CBG flour. Rebecca is the co-owner and chief operations officer of Penn's Choice and oversees day-to-day administration operations and marketing. Welcome. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yes. Welcome, Rebecca. Um, We love having you here on the Vine. Uh, We like to start off by asking our guests how they became involved with plant medicine and want to know what made you decide to pick up your life in LA and move to a rural part of Pennsylvania? (laughs) Well, um, I guess I can say that I never quite expected this to be where I am, (laughs) but (laughs) I I, I do think it's exactly where I'm meant to be. Um, You know, as you mentioned, my husband, Steve, and I were living in LA. Um, That's where we met. And I was working in sales and marketing as well as hosting. And throughout my time in LA, you know, I always had a day job that I usually didn't particularly love, <laughs> but was, you know, funding my pursuit of my dream job. And, you know, Steve and I had that in common in a lot of ways. And so while we loved our life in LA, we loved our friends and everything about it, um, you know, we were really looking to build a career around something we both believed in and were passionate about and, you know, something that also had a greater purpose to it. So, um, you know, and you mentioned the family farm here in Western PA. It's been in Steve's family for generations, and he was always looking for a way to revitalize it. So I guess I probably should have should have had an inkling that we'd end up here since Steve <laughs> proposed on the farm and we got married on the farm. And originally we were going to turn it into a wedding venue. But then when the 2018 farm bill passed, Boom. It was instantaneous. You know, both Steve and his dad, Joe, who's one of the other co-owners, they knew right away they wanted to turn it into a hemp farm. It, you know, it just made perfect sense with the land that they had and then, you know, their love of and like knowledge of cannabis. And then for Betsy, that's uh, Steve's mom. We're a family, we're a family owned business. So Steve, um, Steve's mom, Betsy, she just always wanted to grow organic plants on the farm. That's, she's a vegetarian. <laughs> they used to have pigs. She's like, uh-uh, this isn't, this isn't going to work for me. So, you know, it all really fell into place. And then, you know, originally the plan was we were just going to grow. We were just going to be the farmers, but the industry changed. And then also as I got more involved, my passion for branding and marketing and working with the local community, that really, you know, changed things, changed my involvement. And then, you know, Penn's Choice, the brand was born. Um, you know, we're really able to like serve the local community in a way that we wouldn't have been able to do had we just, you know, sold it. Um, and we can like curate the plant journey from start to finish, seed to sale, you know, so we can ensure quality and affordability and accessibility. And, um, you know, so I guess back to your question in March of 2020, what a great time (laughs) to, I guess, trade LA and people for, you know, 
cornfields and hemp plants. Um, but yeah, we we packed up our lives and our cats and drove across across the country in the middle of the night. And you know, here we are. Um, you know, it's, needless to say, it's been it's been a wild ride. <laughs> I love hearing about this, especially being from Pennsylvania, because it's just so inspiring to hear stories about, you know, I, I read on your website that Joe, Steve's dad is a seventh generation farmer, like seven generations having nothing to do with cannabis focus. I believe it was animal feed cultivation is what I read. And so it's great to hear that, that, that they made the move. Cause I was going to ask you, like, did it take some convincing or, you know, <laughs> what was it about him that allured the family to get into the business? Right. It, it didn't take any convincing on the family's part. <laughs> Honestly, they were so on board. Um, it probably only took convincing on my part and not because I wasn't supportive of it, but I just didn't know how I fit in when we were just, I'm not a farmer, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, last season I was out there planting plants and, you know, fertilizing and whatever because all hands on deck. But, you know, it was a little bit of an adjustment for me understanding how I was going to shift my whole life that I've built in LA to, you know, rural PA and how that, you know, how that was going to work <laughs> for me and for us. Um, but, you know, Steve and Joe, they, they love cannabis and they're so hungry to keep learning more. They know a ton, but they're always, you know, what's the next big thing? What can we do? What can we do that to make our plants bigger and better and, you know, highest quality products. So they're no problem for them and no problem for Betsy either. It was just, it was kind of a no brainer. Um, and then also like the farm itself is, you said it's been the family for generations. It's a really special place. And so be, beyond just providing the, you know, the plant medicine and the products, we also want to share our farm with people. Um, you know, so that's leading to, you know, hopefully farm tours and potentially harvest your own events and, you know, having people out there. And in the uh, last season, we worked with uh, several local dispensaries and they came out and volunteered on the farm. And it was so cool for them to see, you know, the plant still in the ground, you know, from the farming perspective. Um, so we want to share that with other people and education and destigmatization are so important to us. And we think having them on the farm will be like really impactful. So what kind of license and paperwork is required to set up an operation like the one that you're running? And, you know, what advice can you give to others and our listeners who might want to start their own hemp farm? <laughs> well, it definitely varies from state to state. So my first bit of advice is obviously do your research based on your area. Um, and as you both know, in this industry, laws and regulations are you know, constantly changing. So I also recommend a good attorney. <laughs> For us, mm -hmm. it was important, um, you know, that we chose a firm that specifically uh, works in cannabis so that they're plugged in and, you know, can advise us accordingly based on the changes. Um, I would also personally recommend to start small, but that's definitely not what we did. <laughs> we grew like 6,500 plants last year and oh even my gosh. more this year. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Um, it, it works for us, but um, yeah. And then I guess lastly, it's just my advice is just be ready to pivot constantly. You know, when things change, it's just, okay, how are we going to navigate this? Um, so, and in terms of licensing, um, obviously we have to get a grow license from the state every year. And actually for 2020, we were kind of on pins and needles because we were planning our move. Um, but we were still waiting for our license. This is like, you know, January, it's February. We're planning to move in, you know, March, April. Um, but that's not going to work if we can't grow it. <laughs> um, obviously I'm here today, so we got it. Um, and 
thankfully, um, thankfully we got it. <laughs> but then we also have, you know, pretty ongoing communication with the state. Um, we have to create detailed hemp planting reports. We have to do compliance testing, harvest based on their guidelines. You know, it's definitely a process, but the state's been great. You can tell that they're really committed to supporting hemp mm. cultivation here in PA. So we, we love working with them. Yeah, there's so many farmers that could add this to the repertoire or maybe maybe they were working and selling something that just isn't making them enough money. And this could be a whole new industry to revitalize a lot of these farmers and to keep the money like homegrown in our state, which is just so fantastic. And it's it's great to hear all this. Although I do want to mention back to our first question, you didn't really have a history with cannabis prior to getting into this industry, right? Right. Myself, no. Um, my husband, absolutely. Um, but for me, yeah, my, my background is varied and, and I wasn't really a cannabis user. So, um, But are you, are you learning about it? I mean, is that what sort of made you a convert or are you a convert? <laughs> no, I'm absolutely a convert and it's, it's an amazing plant. And for me, I, traditional THC just didn't really work for my system. I got a little anxious. I got a little paranoid. So when I started, you know, using CBD and CBG, I was like, oh my gosh, this is everything I like about cannabis and nothing that I don't. Um, so I'm absolutely a convert. I love learning about it. And I've always been passionate about, you know, alternative modalities of medicine, you know, holistic acupuncture, massage therapy, you know, so this really, you know, kind of fell into my wheelhouse in a surprise way. Um, and then my background in sales and marketing and, and uh, um, hosting even video production, all this stuff, all these skills that I never really knew how they were going to fit together, <laughs> running my own business. It's like I use all of them on the daily. Absolutely. And and it's just, I, I wanted to point that out because I know you had told me that, that you kind of, you know, got, you weren't traditionally a cannabis user prior to this. But I think that that's just so important to take note because a lot of folks are really scared to use or don't like the way that, that Delta 9 THC makes them feel and to realize that that's just one cannabinoid in the plant. And that is the Delta 9 is the cannabinoid that it makes the plant illegal right now, um, still listed uh, schedule one, but under this farm bill, we're able to isolate these other cannabinoids like CBD and CBG that we just discussed and now Delta 8. And we're going to be hearing about Delta 10 and just keep it going guys. There's going to be a lot more of these that are going to come out. You know, okay. what this really <laughs> means is that we're able to pull it out and figure out a way to think of the, of the plant almost as like a multivitamin, like finding the cannabinoids that work best for your body. And some of that is going to be trial and error, but, um, you know, you can find that by taking some of that, you know, high away uh, that the actual plant can have all these additional medicinal qualities. And so even though, I mean, it's been a quick year for you, I mean, we're talking, you moved during this pandemic, you know, you had an unbelievable first year. And then to know that Penn's Choice was nominated for best CBD shot by the Pittsburgh City Paper is just so awesome. So congrats for that. Thank you. Um, it's just really unbelievable. Um, you know, so impressive that your brand in such a short amount of time has been able to 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 grow and to get this kind of this sort of nomination. So what has it really been like growing your business in these stages during a global pandemic? <laughs> um, well, thank you so much. We're we're absolutely honored to be recognized um in the city of Pittsburgh, especially since you know serving the local community is what we're all about. And you know, it's why we have our pop-up shops throughout the city and we like bring our product to the people. So it's it's absolutely an honor. Um building this business during a pandemic is, you know, 
I, I said it before, but it's been a lesson in pivoting. You know, we just had to adjust, adjust, adjust. And not only our timeline with our move, you know, we moved that way up, um, but also our whole business model. You know, I, I mentioned it, but we had intended just to grow and we were going to sell it. And then the industry kind of fell out in late 2019. And then we were still debating the move. And then COVID and, you know, we we were just like, we're doing this. Let's go. We moved across the country and then we decided to pivot to obviously building the brand. Um, but that goal initially was we were going to focus on wholesaling products to local retailers um, and then doing those pop-up shops in Pittsburgh and the surrounding areas. But with COVID, that wasn't possible. So we switched our focus, you know, completely at that time to e-commerce and online sales. Um, and as you both know, in marketing in this industry, there's many challenges as a CBD brand, and we're very limited in ways that we can market. Um, plus, we had no budget. I, I have to say, we have no investors. It's just us. Like we just used our own, you know, wow. money and gumption to, you know, make this happen. So, from a marketing standpoint, it was really grassroots, organic marketing through social media, you know, word of mouth getting testimonials, referrals. Um, and then as stores started to open back up, you know, we were able to start building out those retail, like wholesale retailer uh, relationships and start doing those outdoor markets, which we love because we love like meeting people and talking about the products. Um, and, you know, but just at every point in the process, it was just, here's a change. Okay. How can we, you know, creatively problem solve, um, you know, even, Last Christmas, we were going to sell in the strip um, leading up to Christmas. And then, you know, the county shut down and we're just like, okay, what do we do? We were kind of banking on not only that from a sales standpoint, but a marketing standpoint, like create brand recognition. Um, so we had to reassess. And uh, honestly, I think it's made us more resilient as a company um, and has led to a lot of these new avenues of the business, um, you know, like the farm tours and harvest your own and, um, we are going to be doing a uh, pens parties. I don't even know if I mentioned this to you too. <laughs> um, it's like we affectionately refer to them as Mary J parties, but they're like Mary Kay, <laughs> but with candy. Ah, uh, fun, fun. Um, so I don't know if we would have been as creative or as innovative um, with the new avenues of our business had we not had to go through all these, you know, challenges. So I have to say, I, I love the name. I. I from the beginning, I did think Penn's Choice was just a really brilliant name to come up with. Thank um, you. That's That was all Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so your farm has also been working in conjunction with the Penn State Extension Educator. Tell us about that project and what that yeah. means. Yeah, absolutely. So Jeff Fowler is the Penn State Extension Educator, and we're working with him on a field test demonstration. Um, essentially looking into the effects of organic fertilizer on the plants. So, you know, they took a plot of CBD plants on our farm and basically gave the first 10 plants zero organic fertilizer. And then the next 10, they gave 50% of the recommended amount. And that was calculated based on um, the soil test we did before we planted. And then the next 10, they gave 100% of the recommended amount. And then the final 10 got 150%. So essentially what we'll be looking at is, you know, the yield and the weight of the plants in correlation to how much fertilizer they received. And then from there, kind of do a cost analysis to see if the cost of the fertilizer is worth the, you know, expected higher yield. And, you know, even now uh, you can see, really see a difference in size from like the no fertilizer to like 
the 50%. Is that right? Yeah. I'll, even now just, just by eye. And then I think it's going to be really interesting after we harvest and, and test the 100 to the 150, like what the difference is there. And, you know, like on a small scale, it's just 10 plants. Okay. It's not going to make that much of a cost difference. But when you're talking 6,500, 7,500 plants and so on, it can make a really big difference. And, you know, we're really honored to be able to work with Penn State Extension and also, you know, help learn more and then help further this industry. Like, that's what we're about. So Very cool. Can you imagine a better you? Empathic Health is a global community providing support so you can find more fun, freedom, and connection in your life. Empathic Health is my integration solution for incorporating my healing work into my daily routine. Empathic Health has given me a space to use my voice to express my thoughts and be myself in a safe place. I'm excited to get to the type of work that gives my life more clarity and joy. Helping others has done nothing but help me in return. Know your medicine, know yourself. Join Elizabeth, myself, and the rest of the community today at empathic.health. I have to share a, a personal experience with one of your with one of your products. Um, so a member of my family uh, was suffering from high blood pressure. And when I spoke with you, Rebecca, you had meant, uh, recommended your sour G. CBG flower, uh, your new strain. And so I am happy to report <laughs> that after a couple weeks of usage, um, his blood pressure is way down to the point where he had to tell his doctor that he was using the CBG flower because they couldn't understand how it could have gone down so much. So I just, you know, we've explored many different hemp derivatives on the vine, but we really haven't dug into CBG much. So I'm wondering if you we can just take a little bit of time to fill us in on the benefits and the medicinal qualities around this cannabinoid. Absolutely. And since this is a podcast and you guys can't see me, I'm smiling from ear to ear. Like, thank you so much for sharing <laughs> that, Gina. If that's exactly why we do what we do. I actually have the chills. Um, but uh, CBG is, I don't know. I love all the cannabinoids, but it might be my favorite. <laughs> it's really, it's really something special. Um, I'll get a little sciency, hopefully not too much, but you know, CBG is well. It's known as the mother of all cannabinoids, which what a great, what a great title. Um, but it, that's because CBGA or CBG acid is the genetic precursor in the plant of the three major, major other cannabinoid lines: so CBD, THC, CBC. But, you know, with the particular genetics of, you know, our sour G strain that you mentioned or our white CBG, the plant is essentially arrested in the CBG phase. So it doesn't become the other cannabinoids. Um, you know, otherwise in high CBD or THC strains of cannabis, it only occurs in small amounts. So, you know, with these strains, we're able to pump up the CBG naturally. So um, you get a strain that without any sort of chemical process has virtually no THC. So that's a good option for those who want the health benefits of cannabis, but don't want any THC or any psychoactive effects. Um, but our sour G CBG strain, again, I'm so glad that you mentioned it and that it's worked so well, um, you know, for your family member. Um, it's my favorite strain. It's also Joe's favorite strain. You'll see him. Uh, it smells so good. so good. <laughs> it I really just smells it. so good. <laughs> you have to try it, Elizabeth. Um, it's Joe and I. Joe's out on the fields and he's just like smoking his little CBG selfie, just living the dream. Um, but it's uh, we like to call it the champagne of cannabis. And that it kind of got its name because it gives you this like nice bubbly body buzz. It's, you know, uplifting and mood boosting. It's 
you know, great for anxiety without making you sleepy, which, um, you know, like many people experience that from CBD. Um, it's also yes. great for pain and inflammation, gut health, as Gina said, blood pressure. Woo. Yes. Um, but it's, it's awesome. And CBG is also known as an enhancer of other cannabinoids. So it's great to use in conjunction with a THC or a CBD, you know, if you want to enhance those effects as well. So I am a big fan of CBG. Yeah. I didn't realize that it had so much, um, that it supports so much with gut health as well, but that's such a huge thing. And it's such a huge reason why many people turn to cannabis in the first place. Um, so if you're not a medical patient in Pennsylvania, you could absolutely utilize these products without having a recommendation from a medical doctor. So you do not need to have a PA MMJ card to get these products. And a lot of people, it is expensive to go through the Department of Health to get these products. And then it's still, you know, trial by error to test these expensive products to see what works best for you. So if you're interested in getting involved in trying these new plant medicines, you know, I really feel that CBG flower and knowing like a, a, a trusted source like Penn's Choice is really important because it gives your body a chance to really get this mother of all cannabinoids. I love that. Mm. Um, <laughs> into your body so that you can start testing and regulating and seeing what best fits you. So I'm so glad that you I dove into that a bit because it really is something that I feel, you know, we, we need to dive in a little bit more to, because personally I do get very sleepy with CBD and it makes mm -hmm, me nervous me when I see people mix it with alcohol, because to me, you mix those two things. I'm afraid people will fall asleep on the ride home from the bar. I just do not see mixing the medicine with alcohol as a good thing. Right. Uh, but the CBG, like you said, it has this more bubbly kind of like uplifting effect. Um, and does mm -hmm. not make me personally feel sleepy the way that CBD does. Absolutely. That's why, again, personally for me, it's it's a daytime. I use it throughout the day. I use the CBG oil every morning and every afternoon, and then I like CBD oil before bed. And that's how my system works. But we all have different cannabinoid systems. So it is about trial and error and finding out what works for you. And I think people you know, are starting to learn more and more about CBD, but CBG is still kind of an outlier that they may, the average person might not know about, but it might be the perfect medicine for them. So that's why it we sounds perfect to me. So can, <laughs> okay. can, is it in a vape pen? Is it just the flower? So you oil. can get it as you can get it as flour. You can get it as our you know selfies, which are our mini pre rolls, um, and then or you can get it as an oil. And then we are in development right now of uh, CBD and CBG gummies as well. So that will be another way to get it. Um, but yeah, I use the CBG oil every day, and then I use the the smoke is like a you know it's like a glass of champagne. <laughs> right, I love you that. Know. I love that. <laughs> So can you tell us about Penn's Reserve brand? And this is sort of a threefold uh, question, if okay. you will. Um, and we also want to, you know, hear from you what it's been like working with Delta 8 products and what your thoughts are about adult use, you know, should that happen? And um, are you going to then grow plants with THC? Well, if you think the industry, CBD industry is constantly changing. Okay, welcome to the world of Delta 8. Mm -hmm. um, but Penn's Reserve is our Delta 8 brand. And it's it's been great for us. Um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in the industry. Um, but, you know, what it is, where it comes from. You know, but with our Delta 8, we use our own, you know, Penn's Choice flower as um, as the base. So, and we actually use our best buds. We, hence the reserve, um, you know, it, we're not using our, you know, B and C we're using our top buds, um, because we wouldn't want to put out anything that we wouldn't want to smoke. 
Um, and we just think it leads to a better experience. But, um, and just as an aside with Penn's Choice, even with our pre-rolls, we do the same thing. We don't use shaker trim. We always use buds because mm. again, we're just, it's all about quality. And because we grow it ourselves, um, we can ensure that at every, at every step of the way. Um, so Delta, you know, again, like we're talking about all the different cannabinoids and how they have different uses for different people. You know, it's not necessarily for everyone, but it's a really good option for someone who wants a little bit of that traditional high, but maybe something a little milder, a little bit mellower, um, you know, less likely to make them feel paranoid or anxious. And, you know, some of the more uh, traditional like Delta 9 THC smokers that, that like our Delta 8, they like it during the day because they still get a little bit of the feeling, but they're not, um, you know, they're not out of control. Um, in regard to carrying THC products, I mean, honestly, we're open to anything. We're, we're definitely interested in it. We're interested in all cannabinoids. Um, I will say it's really important to note that like Penn's choice is our base. It's our foundation. We're not going to be like, see ya, we're going to, you know, move to, to THC if it becomes a rec state. Um, that's where Penn's Reserve is really great. It's kind of our fun experimental brand and we can, you know, dabble and, and, and see, and learn more and, and see what, what makes sense there or what we, what we want to carry or, or move forward with. And then again, from an agro-tourism standpoint, like our dream is to have a full cannabis farm experience, all the cannabinoids. We can educate and learn about each individual one. And then again, help people find the perfect cannabinoid or group of cannabinoids for, for them and their system. So we're all about it. Um, you know, maybe we would do a small micro license and just grow, you know, THC mainly for the, you know, the farm experience, but, but we're open. Well, I, I certainly hope that PA will get on the right side of history so that that can help that could happen sometime soon. But again, really talking about how you can experience cannabis without having to have a medical card, I think is so important because that really reaches so many people. But with that, the thing that makes so many people feel confident is that through the medical program, we know that all of the plants are being tested and tested again, and that everything is listed very clearly so that people know what they're getting. And when I visited your facility and had a chance to talk with Steve, I really saw saw how important it was to him to have a really high quality third party lab test and how much that meant to the brand. And when we're specifically talking about Delta 8, you know, there's no Delta 8 that grows out of the ground, people. You know, we talked about this on our podcast with Georgetown Hemp. Go back, listen to it again. We're talking about, you know, CBG flower that is sprayed with Delta 8. And, you know, that means that this is happening in a lab and that there is, you know, a manufacturing process that's happening here, an extraction process that we want to ensure that is safe. And your brand, I think, has done such an excellent job of finding the top notch third party testing company because that matters to you. So if you want to talk a little bit about that, because I, I really loved, you know, seeing the passion behind that when I spoke with Steve at your facility. Yeah. And at, at first it was some trial and error. We sent out our Delta eight and it was, you know, the tests weren't coming back. Correct. It was, which cannabinoid is it? Um, because not all these labs are um, able to differentiate between Delta nine and, and Delta eight. And how important mm -hmm. is that when we are talking about legality derived from mm -hmm. hemp, all, you know, all those factors. So we, you know, 
sent it out to several different labs. And then the lab we ended up with is DEA certified. And if, if I'm not mistaken, it's the only DEA certified lab in the country. So that is what we're about. We're about small batches that we test and test again, because there's, like you said, there's a lot of uncertainty and there's also, um, you know, not always labeled correctly. And we just want to make sure mm-hmm. that we're labeling everything really correctly. And everybody knows exactly what they're getting, um, at each, you know, each product. Um, so that's really important to us. And sometimes it takes a long time, <laughs> you know, we got to send it out and then send another one out send it, and money. But at the end of the day, it's, it's incredibly important to us. And so we're really glad that we found this lab that we can trust on all our Delta eight. Yeah, it's very important that it's DEA approved. I've never heard of that before because one of the questions we had, Elizabeth and I were like, well, how do you know which lab to to trust? You know, you send your products out and it's of the expense of the brand, you Mm. know, to send this out each every day. It's very expensive to have this cannabis tested. So if you send it out to a lab, spend the money and get this report back and you're like, this doesn't even list what I needed to list, you know, like what are you doing? So finding that where everything is differentiated and finding a lab that that does that and is DEA, that is like, to me, so important, especially when we start talking about these isolated cannabinoids moving forward, because the world's going to continue pulling these out. Like we said, Delta 10 will probably yep. be on the horizon next, right? So how, making mm-hmm. sure that if you're out there and you're a listener and you're looking to buy CBD products and you just go on some website or you're in some gas station and you can't find any lab testing, just know you don't know what you're putting in your body. So finding trusted sources like Penn's Choice that does this due diligence so that you know that everything has been tested is the only way you can ensure that these products are safe. Because unlike the medical cannabis program that requires through the license to have this done, there are hemp brands out there that are not doing this type of testing and you will not know what type of product you're going to put in your body unless you really do your digging about the brand and making sure that you know where your cannabis is coming from. And as a reminder, guys, Penn's Choice in Pennsylvania is not just growing it, but they're manufacturing it so you know from seed to sale that this cannabis is safe. And to Elizabeth and I, we want to share companies and products that we trust, that we would have our own family members use. Just like how you said, Rebecca, like you're not selling any (laughs) products that you guys aren't going to use your yourself. That's why I wanted to share that personal story about my family member because, you know, cannabis hasn't been something very easy to talk about with a lot of people in my life. You know, they know how Mm. passionate I am about it, but, and that that's my personal choice, but maybe many of them are stuck on the stigmas around it being illegal or just being unsure about the medicinal benefits. But now with CBG and Delta coming into the market, this is a great tool for us to use as an educational platform to explain that Delta 9 is just one isolated cannabinoid. And that one cannabinoid is what still has this plant federally schedule one drug. And we have to fight for that to get that taken away so we can start to do additional research and start really moving this movement forward but we need that with legalization. So we're happy that the farm bill passed and we're hoping that maybe PA uh, will get on the right side of history here sometime soon. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. I'll Fingers that. crossed. I'll also just say it was <laughs> hilarious having my parents come out and visit our farm <laughs> and the facility. And again, not being a cannabis user, you know, prior to this, just holding up top colas and having my mom take a photo with them. It was just surreal um but amazing because even them you know they're my parents there was still a lot and still is a lot of a lot of education and destigmatization that is to be done so i'm happy to do it one person at a time (laughs) one mom at a time 
Well, that leads us to our final question here is how can people find you? Where can they buy your products? Um, Do you ship everywhere? And um, how can people vote for you for City Papers Best of? Yes. Well, we ship to most states, so you can go online to penschoice.com, or if you're looking for Delta 8 products, that's pensreserve.com, and you'll see there which states that we ship to. We do ship to most um, across the U.S., and um, I'd also like to recommend signing up for our email list um, while you're there so you can get the updates on you know our new products and offerings and tours and events and all that good stuff, and uh, you can follow us on social media um, at penschoice. And um, we'd love your support, obviously, for Best CBD Shop. Um, and so if you'd like to vote for us, you can actually find a banner right at the top of penschoice.com. There's also a blog post there about, you know, a little bit more about us if you want to learn more. Um, but, you know, it's just been really lovely chatting with you both. I'm, you know, so grateful that you had me on. I will talk about this stuff all day, every day. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you for sharing. I'm so excited to know about the CBG. That's my next conquest. (laughs) Perfect. I think you'll really like it. Excellent. And be sure to follow Pen Choice on social media. Always a lot of really great content, a lot of really great education. And you don't have to live in the Pittsburgh area to vote for Pen's Choice. You know, really the support nationwide should be coming for these companies that really are putting, you know, the cannabis plan in the forefront, caring about community and caring about putting out safe products. So we want to thank you so much for joining us today, Rebecca. It's been our pleasure having you on the Vine. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in for another episode of The Vine, a Plant Media Project podcast. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to never miss an episode. For cannabis and psychedelic news, visit us online at plantmediaproject.com. And to support the plant medicine movement, purchase PMP merch from our new online store. Together, we can end the stigma around plant medicine. Mm